When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the latest episode of the Terrace Podcast. I am your host, Craig Fowler, and I am joined just by one other person in person. It is Tony Anderson. Hello, Tony. Oh, hello, Mr. Fowler. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So we can just do it, the two of us. Why not? That's fine. We're friends. We don't need other people. Yeah, Telfer and Sean do it fine, so. Absolutely. But they're they're funny. (laughs) Don't don't know know how how funny I am. Unknowledgeable. Uh, I've seen two matches, so and the rest I've got highlights, but I've been in the ear of various fans, um, so I'm sure we can do something here. Yeah? I have seen two matches in full. Mm-hmm. I have seen 70 minutes of Dundee United against St Mirren. That's more than enough for anyone. And I've seen the first half hour of Aberdeen Hearts. Oh, great. That's all the, that's all the bit I'm bored of it. <laughs> Um, shall we? Shall we start with that? Actually, I think yeah. I think Hearts Aberdeen is is the in a in a week of in a weekend of mammoth proportions and controversy, uh, where we've seen just before we go um, every sort of element of VAR and decision laid bare in front of everyone. the The rules that we have behind it, the arbitrary rules, the reason, uh, the fact that we can't go at different times. Just choo- choosing at different times when to use it and when not to use it, uh, and just getting incorrect decisions. So everything that could possibly have went wrong all went wrong at one weekend. But we'll leave it there, maybe Fowler. Yes, because everybody's just talking about it all the time now, and I'm already fed up. I was actually I was asked to do an article today on VR, and I was just like, oh for God's sake! I thought you were going to say, you know, I just didn't do it. I was like, fuck it, I'd love to. Love your job. No, don't like that. <laughs> not doing it. Well, you can pitch other ideas, but... So, I, I, yeah, initially I was going to build it around Hibs and their... Because they came out with the the statement. They were one of the first clubs to say, like, yeah, we're, we're fully behind bringing this in, even though they hadn't really talked to their fans or anything. And it felt like saying, well, this is what you get, kind of thing. But then I just done a generic one saying, well, it's... It's just, like, because every decision... This is it. This is the last thing I'm going to say. Yeah, because okay. even I say do it now and then we don't make it to talk about football. Because even the decisions this weekend, you can still say you can still have other people saying, "Well, it was given for this, this this reason," kind of thing. Like so, for instance, let's just talk about the the probably the most egregious one that everybody thought was the Andy Considine handball yeah. in the Kamarnock game. There is a Joe Wright. I don't know how much of a push it is, but Joe Wright definitely puts his hands out on Andy, at least towards Andy Considine's back. So, I mean, I don't think. So if the referee hasn't given the decision, then VR could look at that and go, oh, he might have been fouled, and therefore play on. So there you go. There's no there's no right answer. Because it doesn't look to me that he's fouled him. And Andy Constantine's face looked like a man who kind of knew he'd, he'd fucked it. So there is, no, there is no correct. There is no right and wrong here. Joe Wright might have pushed Andy Constantine. We don't know. 
We, we don't have a good enough angle. That's another reason why it's a... <laughs> yeah, because we don't have the right equipment. <laughs> yeah, why it's a fast in Scottish football. There's not enough angles to tell, so we're just left in the dark half the time. And, and even if there was, even if he did have hands on his back, it's pretty much only Joe Wright and Andy Constantine will know how much force there was in that and whether that... Whereas to everybody else interpreting it, some people would say it's not enough. Personally, me, I would say it's not enough uh, for Andy Considine to throw his hand in there. Therefore, should definitely be a penalty. However, other people would say no, because he's impeded on me. He's put him off slightly. So the, I don't know why he would react by flinging one hand in there. But that's obviously an interpretation of it as well. And this is the, that's the key word, interpretation. Interpretation, interpretation, interpretation. Let's shut the fuck up a bit far. Okay. Uh, let's aye, let's go to Pataudry. We're Jesus Christ. Yay! We're back. <laughs> there's, at least there's something for the season for us all to have fun with. Yeah, so it's now... And the, and the smugness levels of Hearts fans, which were really hitting, like, <laughs> peaks that have been, never been really seen before, even after, like, 2012 and stuff. Um, I've lorded it over the rest of Scottish football. Quotes like, oh, it's now Ranger Celtic and Hearts. Um, <laughs> we, we've done quotes like that going forward. Uh, and now, um, as we all really know, anyone who knows it properly... It's never like that. We're all in the dirt together. And the reality of who you are will always come to the fore. And bad times are only ever round the corner. So you should enjoy them, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. So we're right to be smug, is what you were saying. <laughs> I'll certainly be smug if it's finished third. You will be hearing a lot about it. Yeah, I'll be leaving that chat for a, for a good while again. But we'll have to make a new admin because Joel will be leaving as well. <laughs> yeah, that was that was shocking. Like I say, I watched the first half an hour of this game. I don't think there was any really much point in watching the rest of it because it was over as a contest. Hearts were... Uh, actually, let's start with Aberdeen because Aberdeen were very good. And you can see it's that... It's like a story... To, it's like a story of two systems. One, a team that's completely wedded to them. Wedded to one, like, like Hearts, and don't seem to be willing to change it regardless of who's available or what's going on in front of them. And Aberdeen, who've made quite big shape changes and very much big tactical changes in the in their style. So we see two teams sort of going past each other for those two reasons almost. Yes, Aberdeen are far more direct than they were under Jim Goodwin, which is it's almost strange when you consider especially when we get on to talk about Dundee United later and, and the, their tactics under Goodwin where it is mainly just hit Stephen Fletcher. But they were a bit more ponderous. I think maybe he, maybe he thought when he went to a job like Aberdeen, oh, we need to dominate possession, we need, yeah. to, guess, we need to do that. Whereas Aberdeen were just a bit kind of good at the start of the season, although they were helped out by some fortune in some games where the, and there was a couple of big victories they got at home where their team were down to 10 men, um, for instance. Um yeah, that happened a lot, and Duke was diving and just getting it every time before VAR came in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good, actually. <laughs> no, um, and, and now they're just a much more up-and-at-them team. Graham Shinney, obviously, coming in is a, a huge contributing factor in that as well. And, yeah, guys like Duke, he kind of suits that a lot more as well, getting the ball forward just he to him. on the ball more. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, their possession stats have gone down since... Barry Robson came in, but their chances per game have gone up. And yeah. I think this this game was a, a very good example of that. And I mean, the passing for the two teams, I mean, like there was like Hearts had like double the amount of passes Aberdeen had, uh, but Aberdeen had so many more passes in the final third yeah. and in the box. So the styles are just so different now. And it's and power to them because for me, I fucking, I, I, I hate possession football. Uh, I don't really think it works too well here unless you're like, Really, really, really fucking good. Um, and there's, there's normally holes in your team somewhere. So if, if you've got Duke and you've got up and at the midfielders, then it seems pretty obvious 
is the way it's just to run over the top of teams when you get on the ball. Yeah, and they certainly ran over the top of Hearts because they not only had Shinny, they not only had Duke, they also had Leighton Clarkson who can fair get around the midfield. Mm-hmm. And Ramadani. Oh, Ramadani is he's a he's a slow player, but he's somebody that, that does do a lot of work in the in the engine room. And also quite big in this game, I thought, was Johnny Hayes and Ross McCrory, two very hard running players at the at the wing back positions. And you contrast that with Hearts. Robert Snodgrass. Can't even move. That oh, chance in the second half. Hilarious. Jesus. Thought I was watching my video myself. It's like he's running through, it's like he's running through wet cement. <laughs> Robert Snodgrass, Barry Mackay. As a two and a three four three. It's not acceptable. It is a is it's a it's a three five two actually, I would oh, say. Right, okay. Hearts have played a three five two for a while now, so it's a midfield three, but they are two of the three midfielders. And it just meant that Keo was left to do so much running. So I remember Hearts fan said he got he looked lost. I haven't watched the first half hour. I don't think he looks lost at all. I think he looks like the only midfielder trying, trying to, to do, yeah, yeah. trying to match the tempo That's of the opposition team. I suppose that makes you look lost because yeah. you look you got you start going. You're just head, running around head, everywhere. Head, there's chicken territory because like, well, I've got try to fucking plug as many gaps as possible. Yeah. So I, Cammy Devlin not playing at all in this game was a bizarre decision from Robbie Nielsen. He's been in and out a, a lot. I, I, he has we, been quite poor in terms we, of because we, we spoke about this when we done that transfer pod, and I was having a laugh about bringing in Latori because you needed legs in there, and he's like, "Oh, we've got Cammy Devlin." But I was like, well, I've not seen a lot of Devlin recently. And he had, for a guy who was like, like the folk of the team had to play is suddenly now. And he's got a unique skill set that I'm not he sure Hearts can go without. He was in and out of the side a little bit, but he was playing regularly alongside Snodgrass when they first had, kind of when it was still the 3 4 3 and they had the two of them before they kind of realised that they needed somebody else alongside because Snodgrass doesn't have the legs to play in a two. What, quite why that player was Barry Mackay. Well, I know why. It's because Nielsen just refuses to drop Barry Mackay, <laughs> even when he's awful for like, games like this. And so Devlin... But Devlin could have played himself out of the team by being quite poor in a few of those, especially his passing. Like, I remember the first half of the Hibs game at Tynecastle, especially, or just that Hibs game at Tynecastle. Yeah, he made the opening goal with his, his pressing, but he could not find a Hearts player with a bus at all. So that's why he's been dropped. But it's still mental that for a game like this, you definitely need the camera Devlin. You need him and Keogh in there alongside one of Snodgrass and Mackay. Personally, I would drop both of them and bring in George Grant, but that's that's a story for another day. So it was just, Hearts were just so overmatched in terms of the physicality. And then you also factor in like Lawrence Shanklin playing in that deeper role and trying to help at the midfield. He can't run either. So it was just full of team that can't run. In Scotland. Not, not a good move. <laughs> no, certainly not a good move. But yeah, full credit to Aberdeen for, for then, this I one because they were, they were Cochran, a much better team. And, and Cochran. Oh, Cochran had an absolute nightmare. Yeah, which is, obviously we were talking about, I mean, me and you were, 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 were together uh, on Saturday when, when you were working and we were talking about, so the, the, like trying to collate some names together for these awards that, that we always do. And we were talking about most improved and, and Cochran, came up because he'd added it seemed like in the first half season he'd added a lot more to his game he was much less passive than he was last season last season he was very much focused on it was like not making mistakes yeah. being solid and, and that's fine but this season it really looked like at the start right he was having to play centre half at points and he was and he was fucking doing it at a time of hearts either and he was adding a lot into it but his and he's an example of maybe a group of Hearts players. They're all coming off at the boil at the exact yeah. same time. And they're all really, really crucial players for, for the team. And it's um, maybe the first time this has happened under Nielsen. 
and he's and he spells in the in the top flight. I think it's happened the championship, but it never really mattered. It happens every time. It's happened every season this time. We're going to our Patreon is going to be. We're going to talk about Robbie Nielsen and stand up with a heart support because there is a lot of Hearts fans who are just fed up and want rid of him now. But this seems to happen every single year in March. It happened in the chip because that was when we got beat by Brora. Oh yeah, yeah it was in true. March because the Scottish Cup was like delayed kind of thing. And then last season we lost to Dundee. But it didn't matter because you were so far ahead. Yeah, but not long after we lost to St. Johnson and a lot of fans will say, well, get him out because we're we're either going to lose this or he's not the man to take us forward because we still get beat off this crap. And that was, it was earlier than now, but I still think that was, it was either, it was mid to late February or early March. So so it just happens every year at this time. The hearts go in the shitter. And the good news for hearts fans is that they do seem to to rise out of, rise out of the toilet pan again. Uh, but this time, but the, I don't know where I was going with that bit. But, but, but uh, the 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 toilet pan now is pretty full. <laughs> there's there's more shite in it because uh, in the, the championship, obviously, didn't really have anyone. Able yeah, to deal and last with season it. there was nobody. And either. there was last season there was nobody, and this season by hook or by crook, somehow two teams that have been in like massive crisis, and there's a, there's a third really. I mean, you, we can't really ignore Livingston, but they're just one more point behind. Especially since they they've they might be getting over their bad exactly, spirit. and it's like Hearts might be hitting crisis at the at the, the worst possible time, especially because you're going to be basically playing everyone, and it's going to be involved in this all at once. And your and your away game is Kilmarnock, but to go back to 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 Aberdeen as well. I mean, with Robson, with Pollock and McDonald. I mean, I, I've I had huge doubts about McDonald, especially when I was looking over his his. his just basically his sort of latter career didn't look very good. I was like, well, that stinks of just get anyone in. Uh, but he's looking really, really strong. Pollock looks like a real player. Um, and obviously Pollock got on the score sheet. He could have scored again, I think, in the second half. Yeah. He, had, he, had, he, had, he, had a, he had a good header. And they've they, they've totally... Basically, by Robson's been able to do what Jim Goodwin claimed he was going to do. Jim Goodwin sort of claimed he was going to sort out Aberdeen's defence. Uh, but Bayer Robson's actually done that very, very quickly with with these astute signings. And I mean, if you're looking at the other side of the pitch, you've got Sibic and Hill. I mean, lucky they were wearing maroon trousers because every time fucking Duke's going at them, they were absolutely shitting themselves. Yeah, they couldn't handle. Duke was just moving all across the front three, and that yes, that he's good in the air, Duke. Eh? Yeah, I, I don't like it's one of those. What like, a header that is! It's absolutely flashing. Header, uh, just an absolutely fucking brilliant player, and we'll need to be getting him sold in the summer. Yes, go away, please. <laughs> too good, far too good. Like this, literally, yes. Uh, I think with Martin Boyle not being around, you're like he is the best attacker all round, um, in in the league outside though from quite by a, a fair distance. I would say. Yeah. I know he'd say Shanklin, but I'd take Duke over Shanklin every fucking second of the day. Personally, he's certainly a more entertaining player to watch. Mm. Anyway, let's move on and go to let's stick with the race for Europe and go to Celtic Park, where mm. Hibbs set, came with a game plan and executed it very, very well. Um, but were ultimately beaten 3 1 by Celtic, thanks in large part to some iffy officiating. Mm. Uh, right, VAR can't take a look at the Yuhan one, so you can just talk about that if you want. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, before, before we go into that, I mean, um. The excite. I mean, Johnson went from like one extreme to the other, <laughs> and, and and fair play, and it worked. And I think from a Hibs perspective, this is a huge game because we've now shown that there's a there, there there might be more balance to the squad and team than maybe we envisaged. That um, that maybe when during games we might be willing to change now if we have to shut up shop. 
do that and it looks like there's a squad of players that can maybe do that now that we've got injuries back guys like Lewis Miller coming back into the team and having a really really good performance in the most difficult place he can go that bodes really well yep. especially, especially in defensive sense because Cadden who has has his plus points in, in periods that Hibs needed to play because attacking they were so bad that he had to be involved but defensively he's He's not right back. He just got turned, sort of turned slowly, turned into one, and everyone just assumes he is when he not isn't really one. And now you look like Hibs might have options, and the way that they were able to pick a team of basically defenders and defensive midfielder and mould that together and shut up shop like that. Now you think, well, Hibs have a really, really good forward line. I've shown they can score lots of goals. Now you're thinking, depending on how a game goes or how a game looks. And Johnson willing to make changes in different moments. You see that maybe Hibs have the squad that can just. Do both. Do both. Yeah, and that's the thing with both Hibs and Aberdeen is that it seems like their upturn has got staying power with both of them because it's just a number, like for Aberdeen for the reasons we said, and with Hibs it's just a, like if you, if you look to that Hibs squad after the, say the, the Derby Easter Road, and you would have thought, well, it's just, it's just shite all yeah. the way through that. It's just crap, absolute crap. And then since then, Will Fish, great. He was great again ah, on Saturday. Um, Ellie Yuhan, like obviously not... But, I mean, unlucky, but not the best of his. I see fun ones on, on Twitter of like, he was running around recklessly, so he needed to be removed for the game. Oh no, not running around recklessly, I see. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's some spectacular. I mean, Twitter's just a wash. Twitter's just incredible. Especially with the decisions that are going on in Scottish football. It's just wild. And obviously, because of how much further ahead Celtic and Rangers are, the arguments going on there, it's, it's just non stop. You can pick up your phone at 20 to 5 in the morning and there will be people arguing. Yes. <laughs> like, like, no, it just, it, it's non-stop and, and power to them. I'm not, I can't, I can't get in, I'm, I'm probably too thin-skinned for it. So <laughs> I'll let everyone else get in and it's a good laugh to come across. But um, So you got those two playmen, you got Lewis Miller coming back and finally starting to show something. Jimmy Jago and CJ Egan. Riley have started to, have added some steel to the set of the park that was definitely missing. Jake Dill Hayes came back from injury and looked, ve- looked very good at, yeah, at Celtic superb. Park. Ewan Henderson is even starting to look like a functional footballer for this Hibs team. It's all starting to come together. You're like, and you've still got the guys we've never used. We've not used Mick or Nisbet recently no. at all because we have games where maybe they were. He's probably thinking, let's get them fit. I'm a super. These games that are there, range of the Celtic. Let's not use them. And the beauty now of Ribs, I'll go to that Motherwell game, even with Johan suspended in a ridic- what I think was a ridiculous decision. I don't know what happened because he didn't even give the foul at the time. So I, I don't understand how it's all how it's all happened. If VAR wasn't involved and VAR's not allowed to change it. I just don't know how it all came about that he ended up getting the booking. I think it was playing on, but usually, like, pretty much all the time when you play on, especially an incident like that, you don't book the guy. Uh, and also, you, you, are you allowed to play on a red card? What if he plays all the balls over the top? Again, you and slots <laughs> in, runs away and he gets a red card. I mean, that's, that's the point. If you're sending someone off, the game has to stop because of that exact reason. The guy can still affect it even though he's he's not playing. Even though he's on borrowed time. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean don't get me wrong, that's a fun rule. I mean, if we're doing some of the stuff we do on the pod at the telly, aye, good fun, but let him take the penalty or whatever before he goes off, something like that. <laughs> but in, in that instance, it, it didn't really make um, any sense, but uh, and, and I, I don't understand that he came down low. It's just it's just one of those things that happens. Yeah. It's, just a, it's, just, it's just football. And I'll be talking about this with Cal Sire as well. All that's happening is football's being played. There's, no, there's nothing to be seen. There's nothing to be heard. It's just the games going on and things like this all happen. 
Um, so it's just it's bizarre, and it and it's annoying because yes, Celtic are well on top at the time, but Hibs were finding ways of getting forward. They were Hibs were being really sensible, and when they were taking the ball, and when they were maybe playing a long diagonal to try and get behind. I mean, they had the Riley short edge of box before that. So I was thinking that Hibs just looked. You could see there was a game plan, but it wasn't just a sharp shot. There was going to be sensible times unleash. They had attackers on the they, bench. They the did idea. do well to keep the ball. They didn't just stick ten men behind it and refuse to play yeah. and just like pretend like treat it like the Alamo. Mm-hmm. They actually tried when they when they managed to get the ball for Celtic to keep possession and to move their way up the park and to take pressure off the defence. But and then but that totally ruined it and made it a complete attack against defence. But don't get me wrong, what a workout for the Hibs team. Again, maybe when you look at longer, longer term they'll take on so much from that and they were able to get the goal but uh, with just because uh, I mean the chance before that Celtic had Kyogo good save for Marshall and Starfield hit the post hit the bar from a from a corner but then the one the decision for Starfield to pull Hanlon is fucking mental he's going into three other Celtic players and if he wins the flick on there's no one there <laughs> so there is nothing there is nothing there's no danger there is nothing Hanley can do in that situation to create anything he's, he's, he's just he's just he's just there because we have to put someone there for the long throw you know like there's no way that we're going to create anything and then for some reason we go, he just grabs him and he just holds on to him that little bit too long yeah. which is the very big difference between that and the one that Celtic got the oh, yeah. for. That, that that's the huge difference there's no Impeding the the second one, no, no, so, but Vickers wins that one. Some of the Porteous has done it before when you hook Aye. and you win and you make it look like that. Um, but I'm always surprised with the, the refs when they go for that with VAR. They're so often that you think they're not they're not going to make a decision because they're going to wait and be told. But stuff like that, I'd always be like, I'm going to if I'm a ref, you know they're not meant to, but I'd definitely like, mm, I'm not going to give anything on that. I'm going to definitely wait and be told. So maybe similar to the handling one. I'm just going to wait and be told yeah. about that one because it's so hard to I th- tell. I think the referees are doing that. It feels like the referees are, are acting like, oh, I'll, I'll wait for VAR to tell me. Whereas the linesmen are just like, ah, flag up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, if it's anyway, I want it the other way around. Yeah, aye. So, I mean, I, I thought that was, and I just, again, it's just the pressure. He had, a, he had an absolute fucking nightmare, McLean. He was given the wrong oh, decisions yeah. everywhere. The penalty that Celtic got the second half was just ridiculous. Yeah. Nobody knew he was falling over and the Marshall just saving a shot. Um, again, just football's happening. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing to be seen or, or, or to be heard um, but Celtic got there I was in terms of things I was impressed with uh, obviously Jake Doyle Hayes I thought was really super it was great to see he only got an hour in him but he really put it in for that hour and he really worked hard and that's big for him because me and you me and you are very similar he has these detractors and, and it's hard to argue with him a lot of the time especially with last season because he was fucking rubbish but I like Jake Doyle yeah. he's, got, he's got all the tools all the attributes to play that role really well so I would really like it if Hibs could get the best out of him going forward Celtic oh again really so annoying it's every time really clever signing perfect uh, yeah. cause they, they let Jack and Marcus go he's not, and they've replaced him with a similar type of player they've not just went to, I mean, he's a South Korean. He's not just went back to Asia and went, I'll have another striker for there. It's thought out. Again, you can see there's a list of players ready because it's so quickly done. Minute he's gone, right? Minute he's not fucking happy, right? We're getting him. Minute fucking uh, Juranovic isn't happy. Yeah. He already has Johnson. Right, away, come, he already knows who's bringing in. Like, there's no, and that shows so much joined up thinking, cohesion at the club and for, for him. But oh, like, he does so well 
for that goal because Campbell's touch tight to him. It's not. I'm not. I'm not going to. Normally, you're like, oh fuck, you get. And he just runs back and he's just running around. He's so strong, but he takes top off. That guy's a machine. Uh, and then he scores the brilliant dive, and he looks like he's loving it because every time I see him score, he goes fucking tonto. And nine nine times out hundred, he's scoring like the eighth and that eight nil win. So, like, so I like, but he, he he looks like he's really in it. So that's big again for looking for Celtic. But uh, I'd enjoyed. Um, the glue after the game. Oh, he doesn't want to talk about decisions anymore. I just he's he's the same as everyone else, and he just plays the Celtic fans like a fiddle, and, <laughs> and, and that's fine. That's his job. I'm not going to say criticize. He knows when to pick, when to do it, and he's got them all fucking on strings doing whatever he wants, and he knows how to play them. That I mean, Postecoglou could probably go on a five game losing run. I still don't think he gets sacked now. They just like there be no, and, and nearly any manager in the old firm would get sacked after that. I do think he's got that. He's just he's he's running the fucking show to levels that I don't think I've ever seen a manager really at the old firm do for a long time. He looks untouchable. Well, we go from one old firm manager to another. Let's go to Rangers defeating Motherwell at Far Park four two, despite going behind early on. Michael Beale continuing to win in the Scottish Premiership or continuing to win at all against anybody other than Celtic. And they are starting to look a bit better now. They're starting to at least score goals and kind of entertain and are not slogging their way through some of the games in his earlier tenure. They, they do look like they're hitting a bit of a stride now, Rangers. It's just like um, a continuation of a, of a trend. The changes he's made, especially post-League uh, Cup final, uh, where he, he has the attacking players on the pitch earlier at the start rather than sort of waiting so Rangers still have that sort of soft undercurrent that probably needs a pre-season to, to get rid of when they, they concede goals for set pieces they concede early goals uh, and they go behind and they were doing that under Van Bronckhorst I mean they went behind a lot this season but he would always wait but Rangers already have the players on the park mm. when they've already got Cantwell's on the park I mean they still have Lundstrom but we'll come to that but they, so they're still ready to just outscore teams right from the start. Whereas under Van Bronckhorst, I mean, I, I, Ewan was saying this to me that he would always only have forty-five minutes because, yeah. and then sometimes you can, even if you play well in that, you can run out of time. So much uh, more pragmatic, which helped in Europe. Well, not this season, but you know, what I mean, past season, yeah. it helped in Europe this season well to get them into the Champions yeah, yeah, League, yeah, yeah. and then they just got absolutely annihilated. But doesn't help you so much in the Scottish top flight. You just have to let people go. And so you, you cut all the wires and let people fucking have at it if you're Rangers or Celtic. There's no there's no point in doing it any other way. Just don't worry about considering a goal. Don't, don't, they really don't worry. I mean, the likelihood is you're going to create at least five guilt-edged chances in a match. So I really wouldn't get... You can improve, you can make it, that doesn't happen, but I wouldn't pick my team designed to not concede. And, that, and that's what Beal's really doing now and it just looks they're good I mean I was talking on an pod about Sakala how I think eventually he will be moved on but he's doing it every fucking game uh, I don't maybe not moved on but he would end up being back on the bench and Campwell I, I really like Campbell. I think he's really good he always plays forward he's a perfect perfect Rangers midfielder it's exactly who you want in that role his attributes his style the way he's always moving forward I mean the Cholak one <laughs> where he inexplicably Wild. Shit's so wild. Uh, like I just, uh, you see Sakala, who looks like a really happy guy, who would, you would need a lot to get him riled up. He looks like he wants to kill him, and he's just losing it, because it's just ridiculous. Because it's putting a play, uh, it's easy, it's an easy, easy tapping. I think about Cholak's maybe having, he played well against Hibs, but he's not been having as much of a good time. I think he's struggling with the fact that Morelos is right up his arse. Yeah. And I think he much preferred it when it was just, he knew he was the, the main man, possibly. Um, but he was fucking garbage there. And Morelos came on and was really quite good. And he set up 
which was a quality goal the Tillman one the pass like the calmness to make the pass from Ellis which isn't always his, his bag being calm and <laughs> and he gets that back to Tillman and Tillman it's a fucking great finish he absolutely roofs it um, Motherwell did you did you watch the game? no so I didn't not, see this one um, they, they, I, I thought Motherwell were pretty good they, they went for it it was, it was really tough it's, it's a tough task, man. I mean, we, we talk about this all the time, really. A lot of times the old firm games, we leave them to last because there's nothing to fucking talk about. But this one, Sean Goss had a weird game where he was really good on, the, he was really good off the ball and not so good on the ball, which is... Weird for him. Yeah, and and Goss, but, I mean, his pass was, was great over the top to create the goal. I mean, Craig Anderson assures me that the offside thing's right, so I'm, I'm not going to going to get into that but it looks weird it does and for both both the for both decisions and that but I'm not I'm not yeah. going to get it because I don't know how it all works for, for those who didn't see Craig Anderson's tweet he basically was saying because the problems well for the people who saw his tweet didn't see the, the lines for the VR because it looked weird because the lines didn't match up with the lines on the pitch but he said but the lines on the pitch the lines for VR are calibrated before the game and all they're doing when they're drawing the lines is they're drawing the lines from the kind of the players. It's like touch. It's touch. the it's, it's the bodies of the players. Yeah. So it's like who's, you know, where's the last body? Which is if they're drawing that, and this is the angles that we're working with again. It's one of the many reasons why it's just not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have enough angles to tell definitively whether a player is right is on time. You're just looking at that. But the, the 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 lines are calibrated before the game. So and it's a computer doing it. So we should trust the computer more than we should trust the groundsman's lawnmower to draw accurate straight lines. Yeah. So even though it looks like it's a weird computer line on the pitch, the lines of the pitch aren't necessarily straight in the way you, you would think they are. So that that's the way that that worked. Okay, fair play. Uh, again, I just don't take part of these conversations. I don't have a fucking clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I can talk about Rangers at the end going to a back three. Uh, oh yeah, which was quite interesting. Big. Big soapy suitor, he's back um, on the pitch. Um, so, Is he? Oh yeah, that guy. Um, so the the idea that um, that that might be something going forward, if that's something they want to do, which might help them firstly defend set pieces. It can get you can easily use Sakala as a as a as a striker in that way. I still I don't know how much I'd love to see Morelos. Well, it'd be a laugh for us, but I don't know. If Mor- I'd be interested in Morelos and Cholak in a front too. I don't know how good it would be. Um, as such, but it could work because Chulak likes to be in the centre of the box and Morelos likes to go hanging about. But Sakala and Morelos, I think, would be a right laugh to watch as a as a front two. It'd be absolute fucking chaos at all times. Um, but that would mean that they take a defensive midfielder out of there and they go with the three centre halves. And that would mean maybe that finally Lundstrom, they just eventually go, that is a long, long period of time you'd be shite. <laughs> There's a lot of evidence there that you're not hitting the heights of last season. And again, because he, he's playing a team that doesn't protect him when he was under Van Brox, he did. And again, this isn't always, it's not always when you say it's not always a criticism of a player. Yeah. It's just that sometimes players play in systems, situation situations, you use them. And right now, I just don't think Lynch, and plus his head's gone a bit. I think he looks like he, he looks frustrated when he's playing. He's going around, he's kicking everyone. And he doesn't look, he doesn't look like a Rangers player. Rangers players normally dominate the opposition, whereas Lundstrom's really not, really not doing that, and he just he's just kicking people now, and he's just getting really frustrated. He's chasing shadows sometimes, um, so maybe that might be a smart move, even though. But see, Beal's a big fan of Lundstrom. It, it worked well. It was something they, they liked, and um, so 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 who knows? But I think they will. There could be changes in the in the, in the way that Rangers line up. But Motherwell, decent. Van Veen, quality again, working hard. Johnson. Um, 
uh, on the right looks like a real cracking player, and then the rest of them are all sort of different levels of okay and shite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move to... We probably went to this team after the Hibs game because it is still in terms of the fight for European football, and that is Livingston, who defeated Ross County 2-1 at the is weekend. Is this what's going to happen? Is it just they're just going to be the creepers? And then and they'll, they'll do it. So they got they got they paid for about nine hundred quid a week are in there, and they got so that's Aberdeen who've been splashing cash like we've not seen in years. Um, <laughs> loitering about it. it would be hilarious. Well, if I want anybody to do it instead of Hearts, it's certainly bloody Livingston. <laughs> oh no, that's fucking it's fucking Falkirk. <laughs> that would also be hilarious if all that we're all like, oh, battling battling for third everyone like getting all excited I'm talking about oh, I'm not going to miss a game for this I'm going to go every match it's huge but, and then by the end of it alright Falker I've got it was all a fucking giant waste of time Aye, fifth place hearts get nothing <laughs> hey, hey um, um, that, that, that sounds alright <laughs> okay, so Livingston defeated Ross County 2-1 at the weekend Both goals coming right after one another in the first half From Joel Newbley and Nicky Devlin With Simon Murray scoring for, well kind of scoring for <laughs> Ross County, it looked like an old goal to me <laughs> looked like an old goal to me like, But it's been credited to Simon Murray's goal for uh, reasons But for this one, I mean, this game and the other game that I watched Was very much kind of two teams for the most part aiming to hit a big man up top. But Livingston, to be fair to them, did knock the ball around a, a lot better than, than County did for the majority of this game. I think that was... The, the two tactical wrinkles in both teams, I thought, were quite interesting. So you had... For Ross County, there was no Jan Dander who, who was missing for this one. That's a massive loss for them. So it was Josh Sims instead in the in the number 10 role. And he's he did have a couple of moments in the first half. There was a chance that he helped set up with a drive and run for deep on the counter attack, and then not not long after the very next attack, he done it himself, where he just drove and had a shot. And I was like, well, that's kind of helping them play on the counter attack a little bit. And they were doing a lot of the stuff you, like you expected them trying to hit Jordan White and getting Eamon Brophy to to feed off the scraps. They weren't terrible at He's it. He's a wolf, so. Yeah. It all works. Well, the metaphors all work. Oh, yeah. Aye, yeah. That's, that's exactly what wolves do. They're not, not loan, usually, though. Wolves aren't loan. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense on any level. No, they're quite crap at that. They're very much hunting packs. Uh, look after their mental health. Always together. Always chat. <laughs> yeah, wolves. Very much under their madre. But he, Brophy, it was a bit of a classic Brophy game in terms of a shooting on sight when you've got other options that you should maybe be considering. I'm going to call that the Antonio. Cholak <laughs> going forward but for Livingston their tactical wrinkle was that they started with James Penrice but on the right of midfield but that actually ended up working okay didn't it I just, I just whatever he fucking does it does my head down with Livingston it's just like oh I'll just do that and then oh, it works out perfectly it doesn't but this is Marvin Bartley at left wing back uh, yeah, in a couple the, the only time he's been stung and it was in his biggest game yeah that was it that's thing so I, I, I think that deserves to happen because it's a must, lot of it must be luck I'm not having it <laughs> not having, he just fucking plucks things out of thin air like, that's stupid oh I brilliant right he's won so Penrice created the first goal it was his cross an in-swaying cross with his left foot for, for Nubli to head in. Good header for Nubli. Then he... He didn't really play a huge part of the second goal, but still a little bit by kind of vacating the space meant that Nicky Devlin had the room to charge at Sims. And he, that, that wee feint that he does leaves Sims on his arse. And then he gets the shot, gets it back, and it's a great finish at the far corner. Well, who's... And then, and then, in the last five, ten minutes, 
he makes a crucial tackle which denies Eamon Brophy what would have been Brophy's best chance of the game with a kind of free shot for about eight yards out it probably would have went in but he comes sliding in to, to block it so Penrice yeah right in midfield perfect well they've had a bit left wing right wing and left back then this season and I think he's also played centre half I mean, uh, centre, sorry centre of the park for them before. and I've seen him like roof the net in that <laughs> as well with, with absolute amazing finishes the, 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 the devlin conundrum I mean it sounds like they're definitely going to lose him I, I'm a massive Devlin fan. I mean, I, I think I've said to you, maybe he was I'll, excellent in this game. I mean, I mean Jason Holt and Newbley are the three best players for Livingston. Anderson was good as well. Just and that's good to hear because obviously the Anderson Newbley thing. He was far always, more. He was far more involved than he was in the, in the United game, where I thought he was really poor. And he was poor against Hibs as well. Really yeah. poor against Hibs. Um, so, but the Devlin one, it's like who's going to go for him? He's one of these players. Like he's not hugely. Talented football wise, I, I've always, I've always, I, mean, I don't know if I've ever done it on air, but I've always compared them to, to David Gray. That I, I think they're very, very similar players in the way they play, their attributes. So I always think that they, they, that players might be better here than he would be down south. So would you think there'll be people? Surely there'll be a pretty queue of Scottish Premiership clubs that can obviously offer more money. Like pretty much all of them can offer more money than than them. Um, in Livingston, I'm, do, do you think he stays here? I mean, I would be against him coming to Hibs, but if it was Hibs, if it was Hibs, it would have to be a, he would have to be a, probably a squad player. Just, just I'm just thinking about how the fans would feel. I don't know. I mean, I don't want this. Is it me? I would have him straight in. But. His age, I would say, works against him slightly in terms of Hearts, Hibs, or Aberdeen. Because unless you're signing him to be first choice, mm. and I'm not sure if any of those three clubs would. Hearts are still. Have hopes of bringing in Callum Patterson, How for instance. Twenty nine. Mm. Turn thirty next October or this this October, sorry. But that'll be next season. He'll turn thirty quite do, early in the do, campaign. I would love to have him around. He's like a very fucking good player, and he's that dying breed of people that are actually good at defending it right back. Mm. <laughs> uh, but he can get forward. And he does have the impact, and he's just good in the air, and he can cross. And good character. Yeah. Like, oh, there we go. Um, all all the characters. <laughs> Uh, I was something I was laughing at. Uh, Stuart Kettlewell done this, and I don't want to do this as a as a slant at Kettlewell because every single manager does this. He said after the game that uh, we showed great character because he was talking about the offsides. We showed great character and drew level to two two. I mean, it's a fucking shambles of a goal. Tavernier's like all over the place. Cholak, they both missed the ball, and it's got that's got absolutely the square root of shag all to do with your character. <laughs> It's, you've been handed a goal on a plate, and th- but again, this is what I that is what every single manager does, uh, and, and world football, uh, than just that. So, it always makes me laugh. Nothing to do with your character. Go back to this game, County. But first, I say I mentioned Nubly. Nubly's just a joy to watch ah, at times. Class, he's, some of the touches he had in this game were just a, a lovely back heel at one point as well. He's just, yeah, he's an exceptional player in terms of just entertainment in every single game he's in. But Ross County, they, they did change things in the second half. The second half started and they weren't really getting back into it at all. So he made an alteration, brought on a couple of subs and also changed the system to the 4-3-3. It played a part in the goal with... So Cancola came on not long after that. He wins the initial ball off of the toe of Scott Pittman and then Callaghan, who was the other sub, plays a pass through for Brophy and then crosses for, for Murray. But after that, with the exception of that Brophy chance at... Penrice blocked. Didn't really do much, whereas Livingston had like about another three or four chances to 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 really kind of wrap things up, including like a lot of there was. So who? So hang on, I took a note of this. So there was a couple of times where Livy just had players charging through. Devlin done it at one point. 
Well, Devlin had his goal, but then I think did it another point as well, where he was just kind of charging. Anderson had one where he was just charging through, and I think there was somebody else who I did take a note of, and I've kind of lost now, where they just sprinted up the park by themselves. And there was a few occasions of Levy nearly scoring like brilliant individual goals late in this game, but just you know either missing the shot or having it blocked at the last minute. But they looked the, mo- the team more likely to add to their scoring, so they, they did well to kind of see it out. I also like the look of uh, Luigi De, De Lucas. I think he's, oh, yeah. he's going to be quite good fun. He looks like a decent player and he's pretty, pretty solid. hope he's crap at defending because then he'll be even more fun. <laughs> but he's looking, he's looking pretty good so far. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watch. I've not seen him at all. So, Right, let's uh, go to... Where should we go next? Let's. Well, I'm talking loads. Let's go to Tanner Dice for the game that yeah. I saw quite a bit of it. So I would say that... So let's finish one each. United... Went up ahead very early in the match. Stephen Fletcher scoring in like the third what minute. What a goal that is, by the yes. way. It's so sexy. Like the, the, the little instep touch to tee up for himself and then volley it. It's fucking brilliant, man. And it also shows that goal as well, what they're trying to do with Fletcher. Because it's again, and this is a lot of their tactics, hit Fletcher. Just hit <laughs> Fletcher all the time. And this is what it was. But it's also getting guys amongst them to help. And that was, Pollock doesn't touch the ball, I don't think. But he puts off the St. Man defenders. <laughs> So he's making a nuisance of himself, and that's kind of the John like, role. That's the kind of player you want alongside him. I would say Fletcher, somebody who could run, somebody who could maybe yeah, well, Fletcher's old as fuck. Yeah, like and Pollock covers a lot of ground. So it was backed up by Pollock, but also Jamie McGrath as well. Jamie McGrath, you can see why he's in the team because there's not really anybody he's else. Really in the mobile team. as well, McGrath. They can get around the pitch. Yeah, he's slow though. He is slow. That's the problem because he does have the legs of a Pollock or a Harks or a Sibold. I can see why he's there because he's got that creativity and he's the only one of their team really that can take a set piece as well. <laughs> bit boring. Yeah. But he kind of need that on the side but also he went. Oh, he did get an injury but I don't think United fans were particularly enamoured with his performance before then either because he just struggles to fit that little bit in that 3-4-3 that the Goodwin went with. They were... United were the better team for the majority of the first half. St Mirren came on it a bit towards the end. United started the second half ever so slightly better, I would say, but then St Mirren really kind of came in and were starting to put them under some pressure before the goal. St Mirren struggled, I think, in the first half to to really make the, either make the ball stick up front or even to kind of knock it around. United were doing what I was saying, kind of Livingston were doing, getting the ball forward, but then playing from there and actually pinging the ball about the park. Although so many times they ping it about and then they're like, OK, we've made about 10 passes. What do we do now? What's Fletcher doing? <laughs> oh, he's standing over. Oh, put it towards fixing, him again. He's fixing his absolutely abysmal hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Why? It what? Doesn't make any sense? The hairdo. No, up at all. I want. I want to. Does he just have it like that constantly? Or when he's in the house, is there a style? Is it tied up for the football? Or is that just what it looks like? It's fucking mental. It doesn't make any sense. I've never seen it before. It's like, it's like a fucking Grand Theft Auto hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, like it's been chosen. <laughs> uh, and. Yeah, but the problem for United is that this is another game where you're looking at it. So there's this game, there's Aberdeen, the first game, and there was the Livingston match. All three of them. You're like, right, and another day you could have taken three points here because they were better against Aberdeen in the first, better until Aberdeen scored. Like, the better team and created a good few chances in the first half to go 1-0 up. I mean, their defence is still crap, so even though they had managed to go 1-0 up, I don't know if they would have won the game, but you know what I mean. Livingston game, Livingston were pretty shit in that game, and... Dundee could easily came back to take all three points as opposed to just getting the one goal. And then in this one as well, they, they go ahead, they do have some opportunities and they have some great opportunities once it goes one each. Because 
Samirn were at them at that point, and Samirn, yes, it's a very soft penalty. <laughs> That's an understatement. Yes. I'd be fucking apoplectic if that would go given against him. It's a very soft penalty against the back of the game, but the goal was coming at that point. But then afterwards, Dundee United have another few chances, including Niskanen right at the end, where he was got to just, just pass in the net, man. Why are you even putting that much power into the ball? Aye, just, just make sure you hit the target, and you've very likely scored. So there was all that, but it's like, it's a game that... Samirn are not good away for so they're passing up all these chances to get three points on the board and they are looking better and they're playing with a greater intensity and they're playing with a clearer game plan. You look at them and think, I could easily see them getting out of this. But also, this is the new manager bounce already. Yeah, because this happened... Harder with, times are probably coming. Because this happened a little bit with Hamill um, in Motherwell where he got a few results, but then they, 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 the performances were staying good, but they weren't really getting there. And then the performances... Wearing good, no, and then they then they were losing all the time, and there's no room for that to happen. Uh, Dundee night, not just Dundee night. There's no room for that to happen for Jim Goodwin because uh, he, he's playing sort of Russian roulette with his future career. He's basically already managed two of the four sort of bigger clubs in the country, and there's well, that's a bit of point putting that as well. Like three of the six or seven biggest clubs in the country and if it doesn't work here Hibs and Hearts are going to come and call in for Jim Goodwin again in the future so it's like it's like it'll be the be the fastest sort of the fastest sort of career he could have had and then he'll just be a lower league manager if that at all and it's it's such high risk stuff and, I, and I'm, I don't get me wrong I, I appreciate it and I think it's fair play and I, and I like the, the fact he's backing himself but like you're saying doesn't he, the results are already coming now are they going to come later because it is a shit team still and that defence is Fucking garbage. And they had to play Ryan Edwards again, bring him back in. And you're just like, oh, the minute you're sitting watching sports here and they're like, oh, and Ryan, whoever was injured, and Ryan Edwards comes back in the team. Oh, no. Like, like the most regressed footballer in the country. <laughs> it must be. Um, and, and you've got Benigetti in the papers talking about how none of it affects him. Well, stop dropping it then. If it, if it doesn't affect you. Stop looking like it affects you. If, 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 it's, if it's not affecting you, that just means you're a horrendous goalkeeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually the truth. That that's not the flex you think it is, Mr. Vinigay. <laughs> if it's not affecting you, you're just terrible yeah, at your yeah. job. <laughs> and there's no hope of you getting any better. So, I, I don't, I, I mean, there's still a long way to go. Uh, but I don't want to say too much because Hibs are playing Dundee United on Easter Sunday and I'm very keen for them not to be picking up a result there. Couple of things just said that Mirren, I'm not a fan of. Greg Kilty playing in the midfield three and I'm also not a fan of Alex Gorgage playing at centre half when you've Joe Sonnes in the bench Thank you. <laughs> fucking hate show. what has he done? I don't know I, it's, 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 I don't understand so perfectly fucking good sitting in centre half perfectly good Why? And don't use him you'll do anything not to use him makes no real he's played him recently as well I think he was bad doesn't make any sense no it doesn't really make much sense because I would say put Gogic in the middle of the park and then have Bacchus and O'Hara either side of him because Bacchus was in the deeper role working loads yeah Bacchus was in the deeper role and didn't really do too much in this game for me and like I say Kilty Kilty came out of the game a wee bit in the second half but in the first half he's pretty anonymous you neuter a player like Bacchus as well playing him in the deeper role you want him to be able to stretch his legs and and, and get around the pitch final word on Richard Taylor who looked dodgy as fuck in the first half but did improve quite a bit after the break including an Excellent pass for Kilty, which led to Ahara's chance before the penalty. He got a goal disallowed as well, didn't he? And he got a goal disallowed. Yeah, he really came on a game after half time, which shows it's maybe just a case of, you know, guys need to play regularly <laughs> to not look shite sometimes. And it's not the most searing insight you're ever going to get, but sometimes we just kind of overlook things like that when we're judging players. 
Yeah. Right, Jay, you could talk about Kilmarnock 1, St Johnston 1 in five minutes. Yeah, give me a chance. I mean, I, I, I saw a bit. Um, Kelly Ash Taylor dropped. Yes. Which I always find. Shocking. Uh, just Disgraceful. Don't, don't understand. Um, <laughs> um, Liam Polworth was injured and he was replaced by Dorset and then Young Watson. Right, yeah, so Dorset was in the defence. Yeah, he and, replaced Taylor. And, and Watson, Watson played in, in, in centre midfield and by all accounts was... was David, brought, David Watson. Dave, Davy Watson. I mean, that's a boring name. Um, but he, he, was, he was apparently superb. He was the captain of the under-18s. Uh, he made his debut against Montrose in the League Cup. Do you think I'm reading this guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I read this, Ella. <laughs> he was, he was, he was the. I, I didn't see any of this, but I know he was the star player for this game. I've mm. already been on the the Kelly website and the it's fans. Like now that we kind of saw that article, uh, panicked. And then it feels like a couple of teams did that because Ross County <laughs> brought a 17 year old that said half for the last half hour. <laughs> You can get them to do Joel Fowler, user user journalist cares. Uh, he's, he's gonna you can get them to do anything. <laughs> right. It's like all the managers were oh really sorry, really uh, sorry, yeah. but then they realise uh, really if you make just make really, really bombastic articles and we'll have them have them on strings, man. You get them to do whatever you want. Um uh, but I think the difference they were saying that when you took uh, what Scott was saying when I was asking him is that Dorset has recovery pace, so him, Wright and Mayo were able to play a much higher line, which meant Kelly were able yeah, to... Yeah, because Taylor has no pace. Yeah, and that's, that's fair enough, but he is the biggest goal threat. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he's got like, what, four goals and, and about five assists. Did Kamarok score any other goal other than a ball into the penalty? Yeah, yeah, yeah so normally Armstrong into one of the big lumps. Uh, in the box normally is, defenders which again Joe Wright this one uh, yeah yeah uh, he does well so um, I, I think it worked they looked like they were much better than they had been Jordan Jones coming back at the team because they've been because I think McInnes has been getting away I think with a lot simply because I, I think a lot of people were really like this team is is really fucking shite yeah really like really bad garbage Um so like he just if he keeps them up job done and, and you can't he's like off but that's the Craig Anderson did say that using the, they, were, they, they just don't like using certain creative players even if they're not playing well you Craig, can't need them Craig Anderson said that he does reckon that the best they've played this season when they've had Armstrong on one wing and Jones on the other mm. and he thought that McInnes went away from it too mm. too quickly so they were both back for this one but it's a similar situation we've seen with Kelly a lot of times this season is that they play really well and score and then don't score again well, they just don't try and score. They, they totally ah, shut well, up shop. Well, like. McInnes, McIndell ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they inevitably concede a goal. And they're like, ah, oh, God, can't believe we didn't win that game. That's definitely happened now three or four times <laughs> yeah. this season to them. And, and, and this one, obviously, they got a game, another game where huge decisions probably went against them with, with the handball. And then the one, the Vassell one, I always find, that, again, these are these arbitrary rules. Because it hits his hand, arm, and he turns and scores... It doesn't count, but if it hit his arm and someone else had ran in and scored, it would have counted. Yep. So, like these are like again, this, a bit var. Just that we've had to create so many mental rules because we've implemented, and this is worldwide implemented var, and it just none of it. Like, oh, we can't look at second bookings. We can't look at that. We like just none of it makes you like. Well, that seems why not? That seems completely opportunity. These are these are the game changing moments. But again, we don't we don't want to go back into that. Um, James Brown had a bit of a. A nightmare. Yeah, yeah, he was stationed on the left of their back five, or the left of midfield, however you want to kind of look at it. Let's just say back five at St. Johnston. And he, yeah, he just looked a bit lost. But they, they put him out there specifically to try and deal with Daniel Armstrong. And he has filled in on the left of defence before, he because he the, because he doesn't really have to do anything going forward. It's just like, you do a defensive mm. job. And 
this was just a, an example of a game where he wasn't at it. It's a Johnston. It's like another like, one. Just look at this St. Johnston team. I'm, like, I'm just looking at the team right now. I've got Theo Bear is up front. <laughs> Graham Carey's a midfielder. It's absolutely no surprise whatsoever. Those two players have got the wee substituted yeah. off side beside them both. One of them 40 minutes in. Um, but they're... I just, if, if, this is my favourite part of the season is the debates on what's quite the worst first half performance from St Johnston and the, <laughs> the, 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 list, the list is absolutely endless because I saw it on Twitter because I was talking about it with Joel it's like uh, when Easter Road when they, they actually come back and won fair enough but they were fucking dreadful uh, in the game at Easter Road they couldn't get the ball Hibs were just on top like like Celtic would be for, for the whole time they've done the same at Pataudry and that was mentioned and then someone else went well because they came, they came out and said that was the worst performance the first half performance they've had this season they, started, they were 3-0 down against Livingston in the first half about two weeks ago <laughs> and now this this is super serious so they are really it, like they always seem to have to make changes mm. um, to, to get going and, and I think that's been a problem with Davidson you look at his team sometimes you're like oh it just doesn't make like this one McLennan have to go well yeah you'll need some fucking pace somewhere if you're playing Carey and Bear uh, and, and like up front and in the midfield there's going to have to be someone who does running somewhere uh, and that, how about we have that as McLennan because I've seen him at McLennan a lot this season I'm not saying he's fucking brilliant but some teams you need to have certain attributes have to be to make up a competent football team you need certain attributes and one of them his legs especially especially here but he came back it's an absolute peach of a goal for, for Dre Wright he's sixth of the season which is pretty impressive and he also stung the palms just before that so there was like a warning sign but I did really enjoy the uh, the, 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 the tweet I loved I was laughing so much this morning uh, sixth goal of the season for Dre Wright another game another goal what, six goals in like 30 odd games it's, <laughs> it's all an like, average of one every five yeah it's like so he's hardly fucking like and this is please I don't want this to be thought of as a criticism of Jay right he has had a good season yeah he? and he has shut up some of these doubters and he's always been one of those players you never fucking well he's gone for St Johnson Hibs so that's just the magic formula yeah. all of a sudden you're good yeah you just have to be good now that's the laws of the universe so and he done it and he done it well but I was laughing like, like, like he scored like two more goals than Ash Taylor and has three less assists that's so, been involved in more goals than this guy uh, that you're putting up in something like, like, like Messi another game another goal and Dre Wright what are you talking about <laughs> you can you can, you can can it doesn't make any sense on any level but but fair enough um, Chris Kane no came back no nah, no that's, a, that's an error is that an error yeah it's Zach Rodden that came off the bench alright oh, okay okay Okay. Scott well, is getting his bald St. Johnson forwards mixed up. I was about to say, because Chris Kane's been out for ages. Yeah, he's, no not, he's not back. Oh, right. oh, it's a shame, because, I mean, Chris Kane... But that, that does still... Chris Kane splits the, the podcast, so I like these players that come back. But that Zach Rudder is somebody that's a much stronger runner than Theo Bear, so he comes on for Bear and May and... Sorry, I was going to say May and Bear, I didn't mean to say that. May and Rudden teamed up together to put pressure on the Kelly defence and the build-up to their goal, and you wouldn't have got that with... Theo Bear on the team. They, they really need to stop the Theo Bear it's experiment. Garbage, it's man. rubbish. <laughs> we've given it. We've rude. actually given it fourteen months now. <laughs> I do it. It's so convinced. Uh, no, it's so it's so good, man. It's so good. Right, that'll do us. Thank you very much for listening and your. I was going to say your continued support. Well, you listen. That's support. That support. We have your If you'd like to support us more, you can head over to Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast. Well, like I said, we're gonna. Well, Tony's gonna ask me questions about. Robin Nielsen and, and whether he's about to get sacked and uh, I'm just basically going to go through all the opinions that I've seen from Hearts fans over the years really with with, with Robbie Nielsen and then question whether they're myth whether they're correct if Fowler's changed because he's always been quite 
Pronius in his affair yes. assessment and see if he's maybe changed a bit over recent weeks uh, or if he thinks there's just little problems that need to be ironed out. It should be fun. Yes, it should definitely be fun. So that's patreon.com forward slash terrorist podcast. And that'll do us. Until next time, goodbye. Godspeed. Enjoy your football. <laughs> Enjoy your football. <laughs> oh, no, you stole my line. <laughs> you left it for me. <laughs>